Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Andrea Pearson Show, where I help you find peace and hope in your personal finances, freeing you up to do what you love. Today's topic is, where is all my freaking money going? Um, am I allowed to say freaking on a podcast? I think so. <laughs> um, also known as how to budget. And I probably just lost half of my audience. I know, I know. Budgeting is not glamorous. It's not romantic. And for some people, it is downright painful. But guys, I promise you, if you learn how to budget and if you do a good job of it, you will feel like you've had a raise. You will seriously wonder why you haven't been doing it for doing it for a while. And I'll tell you right now, and I'll talk about this a little bit later, it will take you about three months to get it down to a point to the point where you feel comfortable doing it. I'm going to teach you how to do it. I'm going to try to make it as not dry as possible. That works, right? Try to make it, I'm going to make it dry. Not dry. Yes, I said it right the first time. I'm not entirely sure how, like those of you that I lost, I'm not entirely sure how to reel you back in other, other than to offer candy. And that's kind of not something I can do. I mean, I'm not going to be like, hey, get in my car. I have candy, right? But seriously, okay, that's a, like tacky jokes 101. But seriously, uh, if you get in this budgeting car, you'll have extra money to buy candy. Uh, for those listening, I just did a thumbs up. Okay, so I know the free spirits, you're writhing in pain, you're wailing, gnashing your teeth, all of that. It's going to be okay, guys. I'm telling you right now, it is going to be okay. Budgeting is not that painful. And it, like I said earlier, it's going to make you feel like you've, you've gotten a raise. You're going to be like, why haven't I been doing this all along? Before we get into budgeting, we're going to have a word from our sponsor, Serious Andrea. I am totally serious and I'm seriously serious, Andrea. Uh, are you so overwhelmed by finances and by the idea of creating a budget that you aren't entirely sure where to start? And um, maybe where meeting with a coach once a month or once every or twice a month or something like that would really help. Or even if you just need a yearly check-in just to make sure you have an accountability partner when it comes to meeting your financial goals. If so, check out the link in my in the description, the podcast, show notes, whatever, to and to my calendar and sign up for a no-cost 30-minute consultation. And I look forward to discussing with you and helping you meet your financial goals. Back to not serious, but t still serious, Andrea. <laughs> so we're going to get down to the bat basics of budgeting. Um, and it's going to be the, the regular, the who, what, where, when, how, and why. But first, what is going to be the first one we're going to answer? And that is what is budgeting exactly? Budgeting is basically where you, it's, it's got such a bad rap. It's like this dry, awful word that I, and I am... I, I like to budget, but gosh alive, I don't love following a budget. It's not fun. And sometimes it it can be exciting. And I, what I especially love about budgeting is it the freedom it grants me, the ability to see where I am financially. And um, while I don't absolutely love it, I do see the benefit and it's just, it's such a big blessing. Anyway, so budgeting is where you make a plan for your money and it's telling your money what to do rather than, than being told by your money or by people external to your little circle, your family. And that's that's super empowering. That right alone, it that there right there, it will help you clear up a lot of the anxiety that you might feel when it comes to money. And again, I'm gonna i I'm just gonna stress this over and over again. I don't want my listeners or viewers to think that money problems are limited only to those who are uh, not doing super well financially. I have I've mentioned this before, but I've known people who make a lot of money who struggle with money. Uh, and, and the issue is if you're struggling with money when you're not making a lot of money, you're probably going to struggle with managing money if you're making a lot of money. And so you, if you're not making money, then that's a good time to learn how to tell your money what to do rather than being told what to do by it. Who? Who should you be budgeting with? Um, yourself if you're single and your spouse if you're married. 
And I am going to tell you right now, if you have a boyfriend or a partner or a fiance, anything like that, you're not going to be budgeting with them because legally you are not a unit with them. Your money and their money needs to be separated because if heaven forbid anything happens with that relationship and you are budgeting together and and putting your money together towards paying off each other's debt, that's going to be, that'll cause a lot of problems in the future. And breaking up with that person, um, you're going to, they're going to feel resentment either towards you or you'll feel resentment towards them or maybe not, but the chances are high that there's going to be a lot of problems there. And so I recommend that if you are not legally married, if you're just living together, you hold separate budgets and um, you can budget together at the same time, but just keep your finances separated just for legal purposes. It just makes things a lot cleaner. But I will say, if you are married, you should be budgeting with your spouse. And that's one of those, oh my gosh, I can't believe she just said I should be doing something. When you are married, you are equal. You are, neither of you is above the other. You are on the same ground. And if one of you manages the money and the other one doesn't, the person who manages money holds power over the person who doesn't. And whether they're using that power or not, it still creates an imbalance in the relationship where they you're not on the equal footing. And a lot of my girlfriends will say, well, my husband carries or takes care of the money, so I don't have to worry about it. That's not a healthy outlook when it comes to marriage. If you want a marriage that is going to be healthy, you need to be on the same grounds. The The wife should not be controlling all the finances and only be the one knowing everything where money's going, and neither should the husband be. And another issue that can come up when one of them is doing the money or not is it kind of puts you in a parent-child relationship instead of a marriage relationship where... The, the person who is in charge of the finances and knows where all of it's going is kind of like a parent over the spouse who doesn't. And that is just, that's, that's not healthy. It's, I just, I don't recommend that. You need to be budgeting together and both marriage partners need to know what is going on with the finances. And ladies, if your spouse is, is the one who's in charge of finances, please don't let that happen. Take some um, accountability in your relationship. Recognize that you hold the reins just as much as your spouse does, and he should not be holding it over you or withholding it from you. And if he's willing to do it with you, you need to be willing to do it as well. And the same goes if the if it, you know opposites, like if it's if it's the husband that's that's not involved, it's the same thing. Both of you need to be involved. Now that I've beat that dead horse, we're going to talk about where you're going to want to budget. So, first off. Um, budgeting can happen anywhere in a quiet place that you can concentrate without distractions, not during a movie, things like that. Unless, you know, there's parts of budgeting that where you're just crunching the numbers, you're just putting them down on paper. And like a movie during that point is fine. But when it comes to the discussing part or the analyzing part, whether you're doing it with a spouse or doing it alone, um, no distractions during that. And then the other side of the where is, uh, like you can do it on in a notepad. I like to use notepads a lot because I love handwriting. Uh, or you can do it like on a a Word doc or a spreadsheet. I also use spreadsheets a lot just because it makes the copying and pasting a lot easier. Uh, some people use apps. There's tons of apps out there for budgeting. Just look around, see if you can find one that you like or whatever method. I mean, you could even use a napkin, right? Just as long as it's you telling your money where to go. When should you be budgeting? Uh, the beginning of the month or the end of the month? And if you do it at the end of the month, you're doing it for the next, the coming up month. If you're doing it at the beginning of the month, again, it's for the coming month. Uh, in the beginning, when you first start budgeting, I recommend going and looking at the past month and writing everything down and doing that a couple months in a row just so you get an idea of what you've been doing with your finances already. How, let's see, this is going to be the biggest one. How do you budget? And this is where we'll, we will get into the nitty gritty. Okay, it doesn't have to be super complicated. 
So first off, you list your income, list all sources of income, uh, child support, uh, side hustles, rent income, all of that stuff that you might have as an income, um, door dashing or whatever. You list that first and then you list your expenses. And then after that, you just, you look into what's left over. When it comes to um, your expenses, I recommend you have, before you even do your four walls or anything like that, uh, I recommend you have a section for giving. Whether you are religious, that could be a tithing spot, or if you're not religious, uh, you need to have giving a part of your personal character development because people who give and are generous with others tend to have that generosity generosity paid back to them over years. And the more generous you are, I'm not going to recommend more than 10%, but um, the more frequently you are generous, like if you're consistently generous over years, the more other people will come in to recognize you as a generous person. And I don't, I don't under, I don't know how exactly to explain it, but those of you who have already been doing this, you'll, you'll agree with me that uh, when you're generous with your money, then you are, people are generous with you and in return. And so the first thing you're going to put on your, your budget after you list your income is going to be your expenses. And the top expense is going to be a, a giving column. And I, I've been asked this before, should I be paying tithing or should I be giving money away when my financial situation is really bad? And I, I will say yes. Uh, I've seen it happen multiple times where people who prioritize giving over everything else, the money that they need is there and they're able to find room in their budget to cover their expenses. And I absolutely know that if you do the same, it, that will work for you as well. Obviously, of course, if you can't justify it and it's not something you're comfortable with, then put it down as something that you'll do in the future and near future, not one of those hazy off in the distance, never going to get there things, but in the near future. Okay. So list all the income sources, list all of your, list your giving, uh, list your expenses, including your four walls. So, um, your mortgage, your rent, HOA fees, uh, food expenses, your utilities, your basic clothing and transportation. All right. Use bank statements to go off of, or sorry, use bank, go off of bank statements to understand what you've been paying already, what, especially when it comes to like utilities and, and for utilities, I do recommend getting on a lot of them offer like a budget system where they will, they will, um, take the average of what you spend every year and put that down to this so that you're paying basically the same every single month. And that makes budgeting a lot easier. And I know that, that those are like, um, a lot of the, those, those programs have awful names like low income options. And um, I don't know, like, don't look at that as evidence that you don't make enough money or that you are lesser than somebody else. And who cares what the person at the utility company thinks um, of you when you call up and say, hey, I want to put this, uh, enable this option on my utilities. It just makes things so much easier. Let's see. If you don't have at least $1,000 for an emergency fund, then you're going to want to start putting money towards that right away. So if you don't have that already, then go ahead and set it up so that you're starting to put money towards that. So again, you're going to list your giving, your four walls, uh, funding your emergency fund. And then after that, you're going to go into all of your other expenses expenses, and list all the essential items first and then non-essentials after. Any essential items could be like insurance and debt, child care, etc. Non-essential items would be personal things um, like entertainment budgets, fun money, eating out. Eating out is a non-essential. I'm just saying right now. Eating out is non-essential. Okay, then when, once you're done with that, see where you are at the end. And if you have money left over, then 
decide what your money goals are going to be. Like, do you want a large uh, emergency fund? And I definitely recommend a thousand dollars in the beginning is really great until you're paid off. You've paid off your debt, and then increasing that emergency fund to several months worth of monthly expenses, three to six months. And at the end of this budgeting, if you've got extra money left over and you've already got your your emergency fund fully funded all the way up to three to six months, three to six months, then take that excess money and put it towards your debt. And I'm not saying monthly debt. I'm saying excess. I'm not minimum debt, monthly debt, minimum payments. I'm saying excess above that. Or you could start saving for something that you, you want to purchase, like a car in the future or travel, or basically whatever your money goals are, then put that excess money towards that. If you're in the negative, you're going to want to uh, pare down some of the columns that you've got. So if you're eating out, then cut that back on that. If your food expenses or your budget is your food budget, what you've been spending basically on the food that you've been eating or buying lately is too high, cut it down. Uh, and go back to my my four walls episode to find out how to save money on food. But basically, if you're spending a lot of money there, then find ways to cut back. And then, of course, looking into your other other areas like other expenses, like if you have a lot of entertainment money or um, if you're using like a dish, consider cutting that. There's so many other options now that are a lot cheaper than an actual satellite dish. And there's a lot of different areas where you can cut money back if you're in the negative. And a lot of people are in the negative month to month. So don't don't panic. Don't stress out about that. Just see what you can cut back. And alternatively, if you are um, already bare bones or if you're not willing to cut back, then you need to look into ways to increase your income and get a bigger shovel, as they say, so that you are digging more out each time instead of small amounts of dirt. You're digging out big amounts of dirt of money, piles of money. And do not put your excess money, like any excess expenses, onto credit cards. That will come back to bite you. Credit cards are not an extra source of income. They are other people's money, and they come with a cost, which is usually very high interest rates. And I will talk about credit cards in a totally different episode. Coming up with extra money is not easy. It requires uh, imagination. It requires creativity, figuring out different ways that you can come up with extra money, whether it be getting a better paying job or getting a promotion at work or doing overtime or uh, side hustles. And I'll do a future episode on that topic. There are a lot of fun ways to earn side income. Uh, budgeting is not complete unless you pay attention to what you're doing with your money. After you, So I, I recommended you do a couple of months of where you look back, like a look back budget, like what was I spending here? After you get past that point, you're going to need to do a look forward type budget where you are telling your money what to do for the coming month. And if you don't pay attention to your budget during the rest of that month, then you're going to not keep your budget basically. And it's kind of like breaking a promise to yourself. So take take care to track your expenses throughout the rest of the month to make sure that you're not going overboard in one column or another. And if you are, if you do spend a little bit more in one column, then take out of a different column to add to that column. Or if you're spending less in a column than you expected, then put that extra money to a column where maybe you need a little bit more money. And if there's money left over, then put it towards one of your money goals. Don't just let it go towards frivolous things like eating out. I mean, eating out is so much fun. I love eating out so much. But put it towards things like your money goals, like a vacation that you want to take or traveling or which is also vacation. It could be a staycation or buying property or real estate or paying down your home or, of course, paying off debt. There's all sorts of things that you can be doing with that extra money each month rather than letting it just disappear. 
Okay, I already mentioned this, but it takes about 90 days to get a budget down. That's in That includes like any mistakes you make. Your first budget is not going to be perfect. And by first budget, I mean not the ones where you're looking back, but the ones where you're looking into the forward and you're tracking your expenses. It's not going to be perfect. And if you're budgeting with a spouse, you're probably going to want to kill each other the first the first time you try it. And the second time, it's going to start to feel like it's going into place. And then the third time, it's a lot of things are in place. You only have a little bit left to uh, adjust. And part of budgeting and like looking forward budgeting, you're going to be um, you're going to be experimenting and figuring out what you can put where. And maybe you need a little bit more for food or maybe you need a little bit less for food and basically figuring out where that extra money is going to go or come from. Okay, so last, uh, the why to budget. And this is the this is the biggest reason why people don't budget. They don't fully understand why they should be budgeting. Now, what are the benefits to me? It's it's work. I don't want to do work. I'm already exhausted. I'm already overwhelmed. Or maybe money just stresses you out so much that the idea of looking sitting down to figuring out where you are just terrifies you. But it doesn't have to be that way. Budgeting frees up your money. It it gives you so much more opportunity. If you don't know what your money is doing, how can you get ahead financially? And honestly, budgeting is the best way for people to realize almost all of their dreams, almost all of their goals. If you want to go to Paris someday and you are not budgeting for it or not planning for it, not saving for it, the chances of it happening are pretty much zero. It's not going to just magically happen. So the biggest reason why people struggle with money, why they live paycheck to paycheck, why they barely are getting by is because they are not keeping a good budget. And I'm again, I'm not saying the look back budget where you're like, what was I spending my money on? That's not telling your money what to do. That's being told by your money what it what it is doing. Uh, the budget I'm talking about is the one where you are in charge, where you are managing where the money goes and between especially between you and your spouse if you're married you are agreeing on what you're going to be spending your money on the coming month not months in the past so my recommendation for you when it comes to comes to budgeting is you if you start budgeting it will help you start to stop being bitter or overwhelmed or anxious about your finances it will help you get to a point where you, you don't wake up dreading work or dreading, you know, like bills and things like that because you will understand what's happening with your money. So take charge of your money. Take charge of your budget. Uh, don't do it alone if you're married. Do it with your spouse and just make a better future for yourself. Anyway, that's uh, pretty much it for this episode. I am, let's see, yeah, just just wanted to say that budgeting is you taking control and a lot of people they need to especially as an adult you need to and even children need to feel a sense of control when it comes to finances and budgeting is the perfect way to do that now if you are overwhelmed and and you've tried it and it's just not working for you if you can't figure out where to go with your money again whether you're making 40,000 a year or 140,000 or even 640,000 a year uh, consider uh, financial coaching it might not be right for you but it's uh, something that I offer as you know and I do recommend looking into it at least just to see if it's something that is worth doing for you. And I do offer a, a no-cost consultation where we can sit down for 30 to 40 minutes and discuss basically where you are, where you want to be, and what's overwhelming you and stressing you out. And I will help you navigate your finances. So check out the link to my calendar. It's going to be in the description of the video or the podcast. And that's pretty much it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you. Uh, listening, please subscribe and share with a friend and I will talk to you all later. Bye.